0: And welcome to St. Paul's Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for everything you need to have to have faith discussion throughout your day, at home, with your friends, and with your family. My name's Abby Krieger, and I am the Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries here at St. Paul's Cathedral.
1: And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister here.
0: My name is
2: David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral. So again, as every week, uh, we try to bring you uh, up to speed on uh, the gospel for the week ahead. Um, this week's gospel is from Proper 25, if you're following along with your liturgical calendar. It is from uh, the gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 22, verses 33 to 46. And so Maya's is going to read the gospel, and then we'll... Um, discuss it. The three of us will discuss it based on the conversations that we're hoping you'll have at home this week with your friends and with your family um, as those conversations come from the Faith to Go resources which you can find on our Faith to Go webpage. So Maya's going to go ahead and read the gospel from Matthew 22.
1: The greatest commandment. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul and all with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. One, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So it seems straightforward. <laughs> Like, hey, this is it. But it's definitely not.
2: right.
1: It's way more complicated than that.
2: This is one that we hear all the time. And, right. you know, not just on Sunday morning. This is a really common scripture that people quote, rightfully so, because it is Jesus' kind of, like, drop the mic moment with mm. the Sadducees. Because it says in the, in the next half of the gospel reading, because that was just the first half, uh Jesus has this next exchange with the sadducees about the son of david and uh he quotes a psalm and it says at the end of that one this is the last time anybody asked him any questions because he would like
1: <laughs> any questions right exactly
2: <laughs> yeah um so i think there's some there's some context for people listening at home because it's doesn't it start with you know the after the sadducees heard him tell the Pharisees, but answer the said, Pharisees. Said. Yeah, they gathered together and asked him this. So
1: Also that they tried to trick him a little bit and test right. him and like which mm-hmm. one of these right. is the greatest. He's like, ah, oh, nah, no, none of that.
2: So if, if you've been listening over the last four weeks, five weeks. This is coming after all these parables that we've been talking about. So Jesus has been doing a lot of teaching and leading up to this moment. This is his last interaction with the Pharisees and the Sadducees in this kind of way of this kind of back-and-forth dialogue. Mm -hmm. So we're 22 Mm -hmm. chapters into Matthew. There's six chapters left, I think. So Jesus is now doing his kind of turn towards Jerusalem after this happens. So we're moving As we approach the end of the liturgical year, we're getting close to the end of Matthew's gospel because year A focuses on Matthew's gospel for the gospel throughout the year.
0: I always Um, appreciate when you put in that context because it helps me understand a little bit more what's going on. And I like your timeline of things. It just makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: it's hard because it's hard to keep track of what's going on because we hear these snippets of text, you know, 10, 15 lines at a time. And if you only hear it, if you only hear a gospel once every four weeks or so, even if you hear it every week, it's hard to like keep it all together Mm -hmm. and know what's going on. So it's good, like every time that you hear something, maybe to go back and and, like just browse through, just scan like the three or four chapters before and the three or four chapters after just to give some context for like what is happening in the story. Because it is a story about Jesus's life. Um, Amongst a whole lot of other things, the other thing is is these words, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. These are all these. There were three different groups of Jewish leaders. There were the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the Essenes. And uh, if you ever heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls, mm-hmm. those were writings from the Essene sect of the Jewish leaders. So right. they all had these like different. It it was like different denominations. They had different right. views of different things.
1: And Jesus like was like originally like a Pharisaic Talmudic rabbi, right?
2: Right. Yeah. So there are some people that think that Jesus would have been in like the Pharisee camp, himself. even though he
1: was like you hypocrites,
2: right? Yes. But yeah. that's the thing is like Jesus always clearly located himself within the Jewish tradition.
1: Right. Jesus yeah. wasn't
2: trying to start a new religion. Jesus yeah. was trying to, you know, bring Judaism back to what he saw as its original intention. Mm-hmm. And it kind of culminates in this. This is like a great example of that exact thing. Right. Because what Jesus ends up doing is like boiling it all down to this very simple right. idea yeah. and saying, you know, this is what everything, every, this is the linchpin of everything. So if what you're doing isn't based in this principle, then you're missing the the point. Right. Yeah. You know.
1: You know, because there's 613 or so, like, Mosaic laws, right. like the Levitical laws like mm-hmm. found in like Leviticus, Deuteronomy, some numbers. Mm-hmm. And so was this like a criticism of that in a way? It was like, not the laws per se, but how people use those laws to control people mm-hmm. when mm. the most important laws are these two? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I think if you, if you take it in the context of the whole gospel and look at, at how Jesus interacts with the Jewish leaders and the things that he teaches it is like i think his main if he if you're going to boil down his criticism of Judaism at this point it was that people were getting stuck in the details
1: mm-hmm. like
2: it was all about being doing rituals the right way how you did this and how you did that ritual purity and he just he has a lot of criticism about basing your whole idea of connection to god on ritual acts instead of actual relationship.
1: There is 613. I had to look it up.
2: Good job. Yeah. And the interesting thing is of those 613, he picks these two. Because these two are two of those. So, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind Mm -hmm. is from Deuteronomy 6 verse 5, which Mm -hmm. is often referred to as the Shema. Mm -hmm. And we if you listen to our the podcast back in the spring, we had yeah. an episode on Shema. We and did. Shema is the Hebrew word that is translated as listen. So mm. it, this the Shema is something that is like central to uh, Jewish liturgy and ritual. It is said over and over again. It's supposed to be said every day when you get up and every night when you go to bed. It's, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength or all your variness, all your, all the things that make you, you, all your mind in this translation.
1: Yeah, I guess totally because a lot of these, like I'm looking through the list and it's like, do not kill, like do Mm not, um, like not to strike your father or mother, Mm -hmm. um, So obviously, like the love your neighbor part is Mm -hmm. kind of there. It's kind of like it all is summed up in these two. Right. Um, And some of the things like not to build the altar with stones hewn by metal, which Mm -hmm. is in Exodus twenty twenty four, and is a law. It's like all right, well, don't be stuck up on that. Be stuck on the person who's doing these things. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Well, it's like, yeah, I think I think he's not saying. I. It's interesting because he says in another part of Matthew, I haven't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it.
1: I love that, right? yeah.
2: And so it's not that Jesus is here to say none of those laws matter except these two that mm-hmm. I just gave you. It's that all they're all summed up in this. So if they don't fit, if you're not interpreting them through the lens of loving God and loving your neighbor, then you're missing the point. Right. Or how because what was, what was that one you just read? Could you read it again? Um,
1: to not build an altar by, with stones hewn by metal.
2: Okay. So if you... At this point, this is the difference, is that at this point it was about just not doing that one thing. Right. Okay? Not about what that one thing means to relationship to God and to others. So I don't know exactly the historical context of that law, but most of the laws that you find in Leviticus and things like that were created for the safety of people. Right. To help people in their life. To solve all
1: sacrifices. So if like a priest had to do something with that sacrifice, Mm -hmm. it was like to solve it, well, to preserve it. Mm -hmm. And it's, so in the modern day, if I don't salt a sacrifice, or in his day, if I didn't salt a sacrifice, then it's mm-hmm. blasphemous. It's like, oh, no, it's just to preserve it. Yeah. And um, stuff like that. And-,
2: and that's what he was saying here is all of these laws, all these 613 laws, all these laws from Deuteronomy and Leviticus, the Ten Commandments, they all came from mm-hmm. love God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. But we got everyone got so specific Very on just looking at the metal of the bowl that they said, "Well, you're not in right relationship with God if you don't have this metal bowl the right way."
1: Right. And Jesus or is saying, metal on the stones. <laughs> "That's
2: not the point." Like I, I'm not here to say that that's not important. I'm here to say that you're you're doing that the wrong way. Like you're mm-hmm. you're interpreting it in a way that is that is excluding people instead of their original purpose, exactly. which is to include and to keep safe.
1: Well, and he calls himself like the new covenant. Yeah. Like there's the blood of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. And so there's like obviously the original covenant. I don't know if I'm theologically like off point, but if like the old covenant made with like Abraham and God and the Moses and God and then there's like this new covenant of like this is it. This is me. Mm-hmm. This is real. This and is if you real. look
2: at if you look at the different covenants that God makes throughout the Hebrew scriptures, right. it's not Noah. that each one, it's not that the next one cancels out the one before it is that it becomes more and more and more inclusive. They all include one another. So when Jesus is saying, this is the new covenant of my blood, it's saying, this is what I'm here to mm-hmm. teach you. This is the covenant that I've brought. And it includes all these other ones. It's not that they're not important anymore, but that they're all, we're, all of them are pointing to the same thing. And it's about loving God and loving your neighbor. So love God comes from Deuteronomy, and love your neighbor as yeah. you love yourself comes from Leviticus, And neither one of them come from the Ten Commandments, which is the first thing that I always (laughs) think of when I see law. But if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first half are about loving God, and the second half are about loving your neighbor. So again, it's like everything that we're doing, we're all here doing things so that we are loving God and loving your neighbor. And that's what everything is about.
0: Right. And if you're like me, where you don't know the history like that, Mm -hmm. it is okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was that, just, I don't know that stuff. Yeah, that's so,
1: yeah. If you, like, because back then, that's Jesus's point, like, oh, you don't know not to put, make an altar with stones hewn out of metal? Like, you can't be part of our club, but it's like, alright, you did that, or you're not even making a mistake, you just, like, I don't know everything, David doesn't know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, then Jesus is like, that's not the point, you're doing this, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: Yeah, he's trying to, it is like a it, I think that's a good transition though cuz now cuz like if we move away from the historical part if we just take Jesus's words. Yeah. You know, if we now we have kind of talked about where they came from and and what his context was. But now what does that mean? What is it? What hmm. is love God with all your heart, soul, mind or strength? Yeah. And love your neighbor as yourself. What is that? And who is if my Jesus is saying all the law and the prophets those are great but they all hang on these two things. So now, if you, you can just hold this, these two things, these are your guiding principles, you're going to be all right. So, what, is that, what does that mean for us now? What does it mean for
1: folks that don't love God? So, I like atheists, like, I always think about that. But I mean, I'm fine with it. But, like, why am I fine with it? Or just a bunch of questions. And also, like, who is my neighbor? Mm-hmm. And so, I have some of these questions from our like, got from our Living the Good News curriculum mm-hmm. that we do with the teens. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, what words could we use in place of love in the greatest commandments? Mm-hmm. So, like, serve, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would make it easier for us, you know, mm-hmm. um, besides love? Because, yeah, a lot of times we think of love. Like, this is what my first sermon actually was on, was, like, where I opened it by saying, I love Mexican food. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, well, I love Mexican food, but do I really, like, like, is that the same? Like, how we overuse the word love? Yeah. Um, yeah. And when is it easy to love your neighbor as yourself? When is it difficult? Um, and it also talks about loving yourself. Um, yeah, so. Yeah.
2: I think it, it, makes, it makes me think of other times that Jesus has asks people to love something. Mm-hmm. And one of them is love your enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, Jesus isn't saying. <clears throat> What Jesus doesn't say is don't have enemies. Right. What Jesus doesn't say is, you know, give in to everyone or mm-hmm. lay down in front of evil or whatever. It's, it's like yeah. love your enemy. So that, to me, makes it sound like there's a difference between that you can love someone and not really like them very much. Yeah. That you can yeah. love somebody, but that doesn't mean you have to like everybody that it's you can like love family. someone but you don't have to hang out with everyone all the time or enjoy right. being around everybody. The human family, yeah. And if you don't enjoy yeah. being around somebody, it's not like you're breaking the commandment.
0: Right. You
1: know. Yeah, to, yeah, well,
0: it's kind of like a family member. I kind of think of those people that you don't necessarily like, but mm-hmm. you still love them mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, they're still family. Mm-hmm. We're still all human. We're still we still all do terrible things. We still all make mistakes mm-hmm. and um, I'm not saying that that excuses people from or excuses us from making mistakes or to keep hurting others, but that still doesn't mean that we can throw trash on their lawn and be like, "Oh, they're a bad person; therefore, mm-hmm. they deserve that."
2: That's a that's. I think you made two really good points. One is the family thing;
0: mm-hmm. is
2: that it? I think the family is clearly the metaphor Jesus is asking us to use. Because the metaf- the word he uses for God a lot is Father, yeah, and not to make sure everyone knows that God is a man, but because it's familial language, Jesus uses brothers yeah. and sisters and father right. and mother a lot, and yeah. it's because I think it's pointing to this idea that like we are all to to love my neighbor is not to like them and want to hang out or like them and want to hang out with them, just like it's not with my enemy. Mm-hmm. But it's to recognize that we are family. Whoa. To recognize that we are linked with this one God. The um the other thing was about um like that like we're all a mix yeah. of everything and that there there aren't just it's easy to put people in categories of good and bad, but mm-hmm. it's not really that's not really how it works. <laughs> and we're called to love everyone and not necessarily like the way they do things or what they do or how they are, but to love them. Is this really deeper to me, based on the way Jesus is talking here, it's it's about recognizing our union. It's recognizing our union with God, with ourselves and with the people around us. Because the the things that that it's important to to recognize when Jesus is citing scripture because he's not making a mistake. He's doing it on purpose. And he picks these two very specific things. The first is the Shema. And what he doesn't say is, listen, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. That is the, that's what leads into, and you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. It's, it's about oneness. It's about recognizing our connection to one another, that I am united to you. We are different, but we're connected yeah I am united to god i 'm not god, but we 're i 'm in union with God, and I also have to be in union with myself in order for that those other ones to work it 's like kind of like this trinity of yeah. God, other people, and myself that i have to i have to tend to all of those relationships in order to
1: major reconciliation yeah because like within yourself there 's a million selves right and and so to reconcile those, mm-hmm. which is a lot of work, and then mm-hmm. with the people around you, mm-hmm. and then henceforth you're reconciling with your God. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like the way you love God is through loving yourself and through loving other people. If you're doing that, it's mm-hmm. like you're loving God through other people. Right.
1: I can't even think mm-hmm. of another way to love God right. except appreciating his creation and what he yeah. does for us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I I think that the the hope for the conversations this week is to do that kind of exploration of what we just talked about, like what is, what is love? Right. And that's, what does love mean in this context? What does love mean in our lives? What were you going to say, Maya?
1: Oh, that's just really developmentally appropriate, obviously. Yeah. Um, at any age, you know, we're all learning about love as we keep going.
2: And it's also just think about how your understanding of love has changed over the course of your life mm-hmm. I mean, however old you are. Right. And everyone's got their own witness to what love means to them.
1: Yeah. But Romantic I think it, love, it yeah.
2: gets the more you experience life, the more complicated and murky and like finely textured love gets. But it also gets more earthy and gets more depth.
1: And that means that what gets through those kind of that fine grain and what gets through to it is actually purely love.
2: And it's more inclusive. Yep. Because you recognize that the more experiences you have every day, the more you recognize that you can love and be frustrated at the same time. You can love and be angry at the same time. You can love and not like at the same time.
1: Yeah. That's why I like taking the bus is because there's so many different people that I would never really interact with. And I don't interact with most of them. I just kind of sit there on my morning commute. It's like people watching, and just like, dang, they, when they step off this bus, they could be probably the worst people in the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the most annoying person in the world, mm-hmm. um, the person I disagree with the most in the world. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. In that moment, I really, I do love them. Yeah, yeah.
2: So in this gospel lesson, I think there's three things to focus on this mm-hmm. week. One is what Jesus is is trying to do here, trying to call,
1: mm-hmm. kind of
2: boiling down his whole argument. Trying to call everyone back. In to
1: conclusion, the, right.
2: In conclusion, <laughs> after this whole life I've lived, right. this is what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus out. Right, um, and to recognize kind of the history and the context of that, uh, as as much as you, right. as much as you can hold that. Uh, the other one is to to take a deep look into what love means for you, what love means to your kids, what love means to your family, and maybe you know. Think about what an ex- expanded idea of love Jesus is trying to present here, and the last one is what it what it means to love God, other people, and ourselves. That how those three things are connected. And I think if we focus on those three, then you're going to have some good conversations this week. Absolutely. So, Mike, could you actually read the read it one more time? Yes. And if you're listening at home, just like have those. All the things that we just talked about in your head, and maybe you'll hear something new and different.
1: When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the, first, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets.
2: Okay. Well, that's the end of our episode for this week, the week of October 29th. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you get a chance, make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. If you don't get a chance, still rate and review the podcast on iTunes. You can make time. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't take that long. Right. Um, if you have any questions, make sure to email us. Our emails are all listed on the St. Paul's uh, webpage. And make sure to check out all of the Faith to Go resources every week. They come out Sunday mornings. They are posted to stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. You'll find the podcast and all of the resources for the three different age groups there. We hope you have good conversations this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.